0: interesting week i mean my god xbox is not having the greatest time and i mean who can blame them i per one played redfall and we're going to be talking about that a little later anyway let's go ahead and get started by talking about comics and dc is on a winning streak i mean adventures of superman john ken issue number three we finally get to see the world of injustice back but here's there's a little twist about this so anyway injustice superman returns to earth well to his earth with john who is still knocked out after everything that happened he talks to wonder woman about john and how he is basically another version of his unborn child john after waking up from basically his ordeal sees that he is with lex Luthor. remember in the injustice universe Lex is not a villain. He's actually Superman's best friend, but I mean, if your arch nemesis father, well, actually, let me rephrase that. Your father's arch nemesis basically was over you when you woke up, you'd probably be a little scared too. Anyway, Luther tells him that he is a friend and that he's in a different universe. He begins to talk about this world and kind of tries to approach him of what's going on with Superman. But, of course, Injustice Superman comes in the room, see that he's awake, and he is so happy. Uh, Before any other talks can uh, basically go on, the alarm starts flashing. Flash comes in and is confused on why someone who looks like Clark is there and wearing, of course, a Superman outfit. Basically, Injustice Superman tells him not to worry about it, but what's going on? And he basically tells everybody that there's been an attack at two locations. Wonder Woman, Superman, and The Flash go to one location, and John sneaks out because he heard that Damien is at the other location, but Clark told him to stay there. But of course, he is not going to stay there while Damien might be in trouble. So he goes to the location where Damien's at. Now Damien is basically uh, grabbing some guards, telling them to run, because all of them have been knocked out by, of course, Batman. And he sees Batman and they begin to fight, but it's all interrupted by John. He tells Damien to stop fighting his father, but because Damien has absolutely no idea who this guy is, he basically flips John and throws him against the wall. Now, John is caught off guard because of how strong Damien is. And it took me a minute to remember that, of course, it's the Injustice universe. Everybody has those super pills that give everybody super strength. So, of course, John is basically surprised by all this, and Damien punches Batman, who set, which sends him flying, across the room, and Batman disappears, using this opportunity. While John was interrupting them fighting, Batman noted that he knows exactly who John is, and that he doesn't understand what's going on, which is basically true. Anyway, everybody gets to Damien's location. Damien is mad because, of course, Batman escaped. Uh, He also tells Superman that hey this is what's going on who's the kid and of course Superman says that's his son or really a universal son and all that stuff. Damien is still mad because of course Batman got away and Superman tries to explain why Damien's like that. Uh, They end up flying away and Superman finds the time to explain what happened on his earth but of course he's telling his side of the story. John is understandable to a degree, but still wonders why he's taken upon himself to do all this stuff when his own father from his own universe didn't want to do this because of how much backlash, how much power hungry somebody can get. After they go uh, and talk, he asks if he can go and explore the world by himself. Superman says yes, and when he goes down to talk to Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman doesn't think it's a good idea Because John, in her words, is young and would not agree with any of the methods that Superman has taken. Superman says he's not going to lock up his son. But Diana reminds Clark that he is not his son. He is another Superman's son. While he's flying out, he notices that everything is cleaner. The air, the food, there's no war. But the one thing he notes is that everything is quiet. He hears a baby following, catches it, hands the baby back to its mother, who is thankful, but once she sees the S, she is scared. And he notes that. Superman appears next to him and asks John what he thinks of the world. And that's when John realizes that the reason why it's so quiet is because people are afraid to breathe. And what that means is they're afraid to make a mistake, and that's where the comic ends. And I gotta say, I really like how they're basically bringing you back into the world of injustice. If you're not familiar with the world, you're kind of questioning why is everything like this? How was Damien able to throw somebody? But if you are familiar, you already know the pills, you already know about what happened with Lois and his unborn child, with the Joker. And it's kind of interesting because from the looks of it, while this is the world of injustice, it's another world. Basically, none of Injustice 2 has happened yet. And we're not sure where in Injustice 1 we're at. But we do know this isn't the same of Injustice from the video games and the comics. So it's really going to be interesting to see how much of a twist this is. And if this is another parallel world, what year we're at. Are we the year of magic? Oh, wait, there was two years, wasn't there? Or are we at towards the end? Super excited to see what happens. And I really can't wait for issue number four. Because let's be honest. This is Tom Taylor and this is a universe where anything can happen it's not the mainstay universe so people can die again can't wait for it to happen and i mean let's see how many deaths we can bring upon well that's it for dc we're gonna be moving on to marvel with deadpool issue number six and i gotta say this was a funny issue it was just i i want to say it's a gag issue but i mean some stuff happens but anyway uh deadpool is basically at a diner or a cafe yeah more of a cafe and he is waiting somewhere. He has flowers. There's two assassins uh, watching him from a distance, saying that what's he doing there? And basically, they think he's about to meet up with Doctor Valentine. But it turns out that he's there with Lady Deathstrike. And she just picks up the flowers, and it seems like they're having a good small talk, but she's basically saying how she hates the flowers. Deadpool asks if she can watch Princess, and if you guys remember from the previous issues, Princess is the symbiotic dog that basically Deadpool gave birth to. And while Lady Deathstrike is reluctant to agree, she does. And what makes this funny, it's it's very out of character for her. But I think it's the fact that she has no friends that has something to do with this. And the fact that, I mean, I guess it's something to do. I really like how they're kind of exploring Lady Deathstrike from being all this villainous and now we're giving her a lot more personality. Because I really don't think any other comic has done that. Anyway, uh, once they're done talking, she asks if uh, they're going to do anything about the two assassins looking after them and they basically get into a fight. Meanwhile, uh, Valentine is attacked by another assassin, but she takes care of her really quickly. Anyway Deadpool arrives and they go out on their date and it's hilarious because the entire time Lady Deathstrike and Princess are keeping up with them and keeping the assassins out of the way. I mean Lady Deathstrike is playing an ultimate wingman and it's hilarious and Deadpool notices Lady Deathstrike and he just and she just says just continue on we're just gonna do this and it's hilarious And they end up at the planetarium, they're having a good time, watching the moon, and then bats appear. Which confuses Wade, because he's like, I did not know there were bats on the moon, why didn't anybody tell me? But it turns out to be a whole new set of assassins, and one is a wolf girl, and the other one looks to be some type of vampire. And I gotta say, while this was a very fun issue, I mean, nothing really happens where you're like, oh, I gotta read this issue but it's fun. I mean, character development, and you're still trying to figure out what the heck does Dr. Valentine see in Deadpool? Because that's basically the question everybody is asking themselves. But anyway, it was a good issue for laughs. I did enjoy it. So if you need something to laugh at, then there you go. Anyway, that's it for comics. We're moving on to TV shows. And if you guys are a fan of David Attenborough, Congratulations because he is back with prehistoric planet season 2 because the trailer has dropped and we're gonna be following prehistoric animals from the ones near the active volcanoes of India to the marshlands of Madagascar to the deep oceans of North America. And this is a pretty cool way to learn about dinosaurs, uh, their environment. hopefully the CGI isn't too noticeable a hundred years from now, 30 years from now. When we're basically showing this to kindergarten classes and all that stuff and i gotta say any excuse to listen to david attenborough is a good one because the man's voice is like a pillow like morgan freeman this man can talk about animals and it's just so relaxing to hear speaking of relaxing this second set of news is not so relaxing and if you're a big fan of swat yeah you're not gonna like this so they are canceling SWAT after six seasons. And it's not because of what you think it is. Usually when they cancel a show, it's because of ratings. They're not that great. It's basically down in the dumps, but that's not the case for SWAT. SWAT is actually CBS's highest viewing show. The reason why it's being canceled is because it's also the most expensive one. Because they basically pay the copyright fees or whatever to sony and because they couldn't find an agreement they have they had to can it so it's not coming back for a seventh season and it really sucks because i mean i've seen some episodes of swat it's a pretty good show and the fact that they couldn't come to agreement sucks and another show that's coming to an end yellowstone this uh, november when yellowstone comes back it's going to be its last episodes So those of you who are a big fan of the show it's ending my sister is devastated and from my understanding as well they're going on and producing the sequel series now they haven't released any cast for who's going to show up it's definitely going to be a mystery on whether or not some of the characters from Yellowstone the original are going to show up in the sequel series or if there's a time jump who knows. Well, anyway, that's it for TV shows. We're going to be moving on to movies. And I got to say, the full trailer of Gran Turismo finally releasing, giving us a bigger glimpse into the movie, and it looks fantastic. And like I've stated before, this is a story based on real-life events. Instead of following the in-game story, we'll be following the life of a gamer who won a competition and got to race for real for Nissan at the Dubai 24-hour. And this movie has big names like David Harbour, Orlando Bloom, and from what the trailer has shown, it's going to be a fun movie. And I'm excited to see if PlayStation will knock this out of the park like they did with The Last of Us. Not to mention, it's really cool to see an inspiring story about a gamer who exceeded and got to do something in real life. And you don't really hear that much from Xbox when it comes to this. So, another win for the PlayStation guys. Speaking about another win, if you were a huge fan of Black Dynamite, whether that been the movie or the anime, here is a new movie with Michael J. White from the same makers of Black Dynamite called The Outlaw Johnny Black. And from the looks of it, it looks like it answers the question, what if Black Dynamite was a western and like i said it looks funny probably gonna have the same type of weird scenes as black dynamite and you know what i really hope it has the same magic because if this spawns an animated show like black dynamite did ooh, we're really gonna have some fun times heck i wonder if they're ever gonna make another season of black dynamite that show was absolutely nuts and with the boondocks not coming back i think we need a w anyway moving on The trailer for Dune Part 2 has released, and I gotta say, it looks really good. Now, I'm wondering how well it's gonna play out, because you know how hard it is to make a good sequel after knocking it out of the park with the first movie? It's not easy. And, I mean, now we get to see everything play out. Everything that Part 1 was building up to. And, not to mention, Zendaya is probably gonna be in the movie a lot more than she was in the first one. What was she in the first one for, 5, 10 minutes? Anyway, I can't wait to see Dune 2 coming out this fall. And seeing it in IMAX is going to be phenomenal. Now, talking about IMAX, I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and wow. So this is a non-spoiler, but if you have little kids, it's going to be a very tough choice whether or not to allow them to watch the movie. And it's not because it's too violent. It's just because of if they're really loving animals, like they're big animal lovers, this movie's going to hit them a lot harder than it's going to hit anybody because there are animal torture scenes in this movie. Again, I'm just giving you some forewarning. If it, it would probably be best interest for any parents to kind of think about it before letting them watch. If you think your child can handle that, Go for it. Let them watch the movie. It is a great movie, but if... Oh, God. It really hits you in the heartstrings. Especially if you have dogs. I have two dogs, and I couldn't stop thinking about them this entire movie. Fantastic movie. Honestly, I think it's the best movie in this phase. And I really think that this is the best trilogy, even more so than Captain America. Again, that's just my opinion. James Gunn did a great job. For ending this series, especially since it's his last film at Marvel. So, yeah, like I said, definitely would recommend seeing Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 10 out of 10. But, again, definitely kind of gauge your child on whether or not they are going to be okay with animal torture. But if you all decide to see the movie, there's two after credits. Anyway... That's it for movies, moving on to video games, and something that has surprised me, I didn't think that was going to happen, but I guess miracles do happen because Forspoken is getting a DLC. Yes, the game that did very bad and didn't sell a lot, that a lot of people were annoyed with the main character, is getting a DLC. Honestly, I really think that they made this DLC before the game came out because there is no way they weren't already planning for this before or after the game was out. I mean, it already looks completed and what, it's only been two months since the game came out? But anyway, the story is Frey is apparently after listening to a mysterious voice thrusted back into the past and will find out what happened to Althea. I think that's how you pronounce the name, Athia, Althea, anyway, so basically she's brought back into the past, and she's surprised that something is going on that apparently is affecting the present day, and it kind of makes you wonder if the people who made the trailer were listening to the fans, you know why I say this? Because the main character, Frey, did not speak at all. Throughout the entire trailer, there was no speaking, only gameplay. So, I have no idea if they're going to try to change how the story goes, make her less annoying, to try to draw people back into the game. I don't know. I hope it does well. But if it doesn't, well, we kind of saw the writing on the wall with how the base game went. Anyway, that's it for for Forspoken. Moving on, Paranormal Tales, which is a next-gen horror game, has released a teaser. And this is going to be somewhat of found footage based so think of it like the Blair Witch Project the movie not the game anyway it's basically inspired by Infamous PT this game was basically built in Unreal Engine 5 and will go through people's I guess memories and viewpoints from when they were taken by an unknown entity so body cam phones VHS camera I would did you even know VHS has had a camera who knew but honestly this game could be insane especially with the trailer that they showed of course this trailer is not reflected of the final product but what was shown was pretty cool and i can't wait until they finish it all it's definitely gonna be pretty cool anyway talking about pretty cool fortnite is doing another star wars crossover and they basically dropped cool skins they have multiple clone trooper armor which i did grab so i have the 501st the 212 uh, they also have some Coruscant guard and I got them all and I got Anakin Skywalker because one already got Obi-Wan so why not Anakin and I'm working my way to getting Darth Maul because of course I want a Sith I got Darth Vader so I definitely need to get Darth Maul and the one thing that's pretty cool about this mode is the fact that you have to find these individual Uh, lightsabers on the field and depending on which one you find you'll basically be taught in the trainings and the way of a force user whether it be a jedi or a sith and depending if you pick up anakin darth maul or obi-wan you'll be granted certain powers so with anakin it's a force push with obi-wan it's a force pull and with darth maul you basically are able to lift up a bunch of rocks and throw it at people now here's the kicker which i thought was hilarious If let's say you kill somebody who has a lightsaber you pick up that lightsaber you don't get the force powers so no force pull push rocks uh, no double jump none of that which is understandable because you have to go through all this trouble just to find this stuff and you definitely don't want to take it away so really fun I can't wait to see what else it brings and you know what it's Star Wars you can never go wrong with Star Wars speaking of another game having star wars rocket League is doing their star wars collab where they'll have a droid pack you'll have r2d2 style car c3po bb8 and k2so and if you're wondering who the heck the last droid was it was the imperial droid from rogue one the one that i think it was alan tudyk voiced anyway yeah so that's who k2so is I had to look them up because it's been a while since I watched Rogue One, and honestly, I didn't remember the droid's name. Anyway, now I'm going to talk about the gift that keeps on giving, and that is Marvel's Midnight Suns, because it is spitting out another DLC. I mean, seriously, they're spitting out DLC like it's hotcakes. And this one is called The Bloodstorm, and this DLC is releasing on May 11th. And if the title hasn't given you a hint on who's going to be joining the Midnight Suns, it's going to be Storm. And apparently, a mutant has been hunted by vampires, and the Professor had since this sent Storm to basically go after the mutant and bring her to safety because she went missing, and now she has joined the Midnight Suns. And I gotta say, it's pretty cool that we're slowly building an only X-Men team. But we're going to have 10 unique hero abilities because of Storm. And again, they're spitting out these DLC like hotcakes. I mean, what? The Venom one wasn't even released two months ago? And from what I hear, this is going to be the last DLC for a little bit. Because they're going to be working on year two. Or I'm hoping they work on year two. Because I mean, if you want to see how to support a game with DLC, this is how you do it. You give someone a full game, some add-ons and there you go i mean heck for how much dlc these guys put out buying the season pass is a steal if they end up making another sequel to this game hell i'll just buy the season pass i'll be saving some money on all this dlc anyway uh, speaking of dlc a new expansion for world of warcraft yes the world of warcraft is coming, and it's called The Embers of, I'm gonna butcher this name, Netheron. Again, if that's not the correct pronunciation, I'm sorry. But the trailer dropped, and wow, you kind of see that WoW has seen better days. And it's insane, because if you think about it, this game has been running for almost 20 years, 19 years right now, and the graphics really show. And this new DLC is supposed to bring us a vast new subterranean world. Where you get to make new alliances. And all this cool stuff. I've never really been into WoW. I got friends who are. They're a high level. And I am curious to see how they've maintained that. Heck, South Park made an episode making fun of this game. And that was 10 years ago. So, yeah, it's old. Heck, I'm wondering why they don't just redo the game update the graphics but honestly i think it's gonna be like dc universe it's just too much money than what it's worth so yeah work if you play wow god speed to man them graphics i don't think i can do it anyway a uh, destiny 2 has dropped the newest in-game event called the guardian games where guardians will be able to compete to see who is the best class and you'll have like supremacy team deathmatch to be class specific so if you have friends and you want to argue who was the better class titans warlocks or even hunters because we all know that warlocks isn't it you get your chance to put your money where your mouth is if warlocks turn out to be the winners of this i'm gonna laugh but honestly i'm a little biased i think titans are the one that's gonna come out on top again that's just me And speaking about who is gonna be best the best, a new trailer for the F123 has released. And if you're wondering what the heck that is, it is basically a racing game and it's European racing. So, F123 is gonna be bringing fans an authentic look into European racing. And it's going to have a new chapter of the Breakpoint story where you'll be able to race through Las Vegas and other tracks throughout the United States and Europe as well. And if I remember correctly, I think the F means Ferrari. I could be wrong, but I'm, I think that's what it's called. I'm not really big into racing games, so anybody who's really into stuff like this, I'm happy for you and I'm glad I can make your day. In any case, moving on, Amnesia is getting a new entry in their series called The Bunker. They released 10 minutes of gameplay, and I gotta say, the game is everything you want in an Amnesia game. You have no idea what's going on, you have to explore everything to get the full picture, you got claustrophobic horror, and you got something chasing you that you have no idea why. So again everything you want in amnesia game and total darkness my favorite (laughs) oh god amnesia is one of those series where you're just praying to god they don't make it a vr game because you're just gonna scream whether it be in the face of horror or because you can't figure out a puzzle because honestly i've done both oh god does that bring back memories Speaking of screaming, I know a lot of you did a lot of screaming when trying to play Redfall. I know I did, because of how bad the game is. I mean, it is insane. Absolutely insane that the same people who brought us the Dishonored series, who made Deathloop, made this game. I mean, God, is this like a thing where Xbox got involved said screw it we need a our first AAA of the year just throw it out there and we'll just wing it because that's what it feels like because remember Bethesda is owned by Xbox which includes Arcane Studios so I just don't understand what went wrong I mean this studio is known for their games, for it being a fantastic story. You got to explore to learn the lore. You had a town where you're basically a vampire hunter. How did you go wrong? And like I said, this is Xbox first triple A exclusive of the year. This is what was supposed to bring people in, have people enjoy themselves. At this point, you're basically having people pay for an unfinished game because that's what it feels like. And for those who didn't buy the game and just played it on uh, freaking Game Pass, congratulations, you just saved yourself some money. God, the one thing I'm really hoping that doesn't happen is the fact that the sales get bad and then Xbox decides to scrap Arcane Studios and pull an EA and merge them with another because they definitely don't need to turn into the next EA and with them doing that. But... I don't know again if this is a studio thing or this is an Xbox rushing them thing because I know they were complaining about them not having a lot of exclusive games while PlayStation is basically pumping them out but god I really hope there's a happy ending to this story and they just put out a patch that fixes all these problems because they need a win Nonetheless that's it for video games moving on to nerd theories and actually we're going to be talking about Xbox because here is my theory. I think that Xbox is worried at this point because the exclusives that they're putting out are not working. Halo was a bust, High Flow Rush while it was a phenomenal game didn't sell that well and Redfall is just putting the nail in the coffin. This is not boding well for their next exclusive which is going to be starfield and here's the reason why i think that game pass is ultimately going to screw over microsoft here's a couple of reasons one people don't have to buy the game anymore so you don't have to spend seventy dollars for one game two it's the fact that because of this a lot of the game studios are going to have to rely on multiple people on game pass playing them because that's basically going to tell xbox hey These guys are basically paying the subscription because of this game, let's give the studio more money to buy and make more stuff. If that doesn't happen, then why keep the studio? And it really sucks because it doesn't give studios a chance to get the money, show that their game is high selling, getting praise, and that's the reason why they should be able to make more of a series. Microsoft at this point is probably gonna scrap their losses because they're spending so much money on buying different studios. If said studio is not making their marks, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to scrap it. And that's going to be a thing. Look at PlayStation. They do have some sort of version of Game Pass, but there is no game on there that has first day exclusivity, where you have a game that just released and they're instantly on PlayStation's version of Game Pass. You have to wait a little bit. And that's a good thing because then you have people buying the game. Instead of playing it on Game Pass, Playing the full game and either they have them waiting or they just end up buying the game. Because that shows, hey, PlayStation has this many units sold because people don't want to wait. They want to play this next game. It's getting good reviews. That's what keeps PlayStation Studios active and basically keep pumping them up. Because they're getting that money. That's why a lot of games say it sucks to have, not games, but studios say it sucks to have their game on Game Pass because they don't get that income. And we're basically going to be coming to a point where something is going to break. Either Xbox is going to break having to either sell off these studios because they spend way too much money and they're not getting their bang for their buck. Or they're going to have to either just merge them all together and spit out whatever they spit out to try to get people to spend more money. I wonder what's going to break first, but I'm really hoping they don't go the EA route because you have so much talent in these individual studios that it would suck for them to be either fired or brushed over to work on a game they didn't even want to be a part of. But that's just my theory. I could be wrong. I could be right. That's a good thing about nerd theories. There is no right answer. Well, most of the time. Anyway, moving on to current events. A lot of shows, a lot of fan-favorite shows are going to be affected by the new writer strike that's going on. This includes a lot of the talk show hosts' shows. So, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Jimmy Fallon, and all that stuff. Including The Last of Us Season 2. Also, Abbott Elementary as well. Which is weird, because you would think that they would have finished the second season of writing. But again, I think they're talking more of Season 3. And here's the thing. A lot of people might say, oh, why should I care? A lot of my shows that are coming out already have their seasons written or, oh, I, it shouldn't really affect any of my shows. That is where we're wrong here because of one huge reason. Back when 2007 hit, when there was another writer strike, one show decided to carry on, not put anything on hold. And you know what that show was called? Heroes which is a fantastic example because they had a phenomenal season one and it all went downhill in the middle of season two because of the writer strike. And you know what? What a lot of these writers are asking for is not unreasonable because of the cost of everything going up because of the lack of job security because of how easy streaming has made it to cancel a show. They just want a career out of this line of work Which we should give them, especially since they've given us so much. And they're the backbone of a lot of our TV shows because of the clever writing. Sure, I get it. Some of the recent shows have absolutely sucked with the writing. But we shouldn't let a couple of bad apples mold the entire pot. So hopefully this gets resolved soon. Because if it starts affecting the shows I like, oh, I'm not going to like it at all. I'm really hoping it's not affecting the new season of Doctor Who. I'm really hoping. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys like it. I'll see you again next week. Sayonara. See you later. And have a blessed one. Goodbye.